Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. My first guest this week, David Rock from RockDoc, created his business back in 2013. However, since the onset of the pandemic and the development of its COVID-19 testing service, the company has expanded to meet growing demand. David, we'll be discussing the recent announcement by RockDoc to create 120 new jobs. But first, I'd like to get an insight into your own background. Yes, certainly. So um, I'm an emergency care practitioner myself. Um, I run a few different companies here in Ireland and the UK. Um, COVID Check, which is the one, uh, Rock Talk COVID Check, which is the one that was born as a result of um, obviously the pandemic. But prior to that, um, we've run uh, Rock Talk GP clinics, uh, minor emergency units, uh, FestiMed, which is our UK and Irish um, mobile hospitals at festivals and events like the Dublin Marathon, uh, the UK Isle of Wight Festival, that sort of stuff. So we put in a full infrastructure locally on site to prevent local impact on the HSE or indeed at the UK with the NHS. And prior to the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, how had the business evolved and grown? Well, I mean, we were based over in the UK with the festivals and obviously the Irish side then with the GP and minor emergency department. Um, and really over the years, that just grew um, to quite exponentially um, to the point that, as I say, we, we covered things like the Dublin Marathon, which was over 200 medics on duty for, for one day. Um, and if we look at the, I think it was a 96 metre marquee hospital we used to put in for that one um, before the pandemic got a hold of it. Um, so that, that's kind of how things progressed and um, kept us busy, as they say. And in March 2020, of course, Ireland was thrown into chaos with the arrival of this highly transmissible virus. But in the subsequent months, RockDoc set up a testing facility for COVID-19. Talk to us about the steps that you needed to take in order to prepare for this change in your service offering. Yeah, it was quite a quite a large learning curve, if I'm honest. Um, I'm a clinician background myself, so I, I wouldn't be um, have a have a science or laboratory side. So we employed all then specialties, um, and we opened our own category two labs in Dublin, Cork, and Shannon, and in got all the, the, the right um, people involved to make that happen. But um, it really expanded much, much quicker than we, we, we'd expected, um, even just from a customer care point of view and our, our telephone and, and chat side to, to, to be that demand. Because back then, people were really, really concerned. And modern day now, where if we say someone's come back as detected, so they have COVID-19, it's not as big of an impact as it was back then. So... Back then, if if you said you had COVID nineteen, kind of uh, people would would be quite quite upset and quite concerned. I'm not saying that they're less concerned now, but it's just it's less of an impact. So we found having our nurse, nursing staff talking directly to um, the patients at the time were, were being on the phone for a considerable time. So having that call centre facility set up um, really was key in the early days to to put people's minds at ease. And apart from testing for the HSE, your testing service is very much tailored towards international travel. And with that in mind, the results require a fast turnaround time. So how is that achieved? So we did a partnership deal um, from a testing point of view, from a laboratory point of view, with an international laboratory called Eurofins which will be one of the biggest private labs here in Ireland. Um, so they took over our labs and we, we started doing PCR on site. So now we have the facility of actually having a full laboratory with PCR, RT-PCR capability at Dublin, Cork and Shannon. 
um, locally by where the testing is actually occurring. So that has decreased the transport time and the logistical issues of samples and sample custody, etc. Um, so that really has sped up the process huge amount. Um, Eurofins also then, we, we worked with them trying to get um, a fast track version down so where the plate would have less samples on it or being run on it so it wouldn't be as cost efficient but it means that we could get the 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 test back quicker so we ran we run reduced plates um uh, for the 12 hour turnaround so um we further then have reduced that down further with some of our molecular testing um, and and pass so that that'll give us a faster turnaround again we also looked at our antigen testing and um, the lateral flow devices that were on the market um, very early on, or some of them were of quite a poor quality. So we, we did our own in-house validation process to, against PCOR to make sure that the one we, were, we went for was, was the most accurate. Now, what we ended up going was with a digitally read, so a machine-read version, so it wasn't read by the naked eye, and it went through a, a, a processing system to give us a little bit more accuracy. So we're getting a higher accuracy on the antigen testing than um, the ones on sale to the general public. And David, from a very practical perspective, what have been the greatest challenges for RockDoc with airport testing? I think the unrealistic timeframes that sometimes get um, introduced as a result of um, various embassies and countries changing their requirements. Um, I know one of the biggest challenges was very early on when antigen started getting used at the first time. Overnight, there was this testing requirement that needed same morning antigen testing results to come out for full flights um, and unfortunately there was very little lead-in time. It's, it's very similar, we're back in kind of that similar boat now with, with the US after introducing the, the much short, shorter turnaround time for their testing. So now we have a lot more people coming in a lot shorter period of time to be tested and have their results back before their flight. And are you finding that there's much confusion with passengers in terms of the type of test that they need? Yeah, I mean, the best piece of advice that we give is speak directly to the airlines because uh, it's the airline that will be making the decision of whether they will um, accept or not accept the, the passengers' details. So the embassy obviously uh, advise the, the airlines nationally on what they need to do. But um, from our point of view, people do arrive sometimes an hour or two hours before flight insisting that we can get them a PCR sample back within half an hour. We're going to go, well, it's technically not possible. A test can't be processed in that time. And how has the arrival of new variants such as Omicron changed your testing requirements and also your trends in terms of positivity? It's had a, a quite a quite a large um, impact, actually. Um, we're not 100% sure exactly whether it's just the Omicron or, or whether it's a, a more general um, aspect that's had the impact. But we've certainly noticed that the passenger aspect of a positivity rate has gone up considerably. I mean, we used to sit about 0.3 and 0.4%, so that's 1.3 people, so less than one person in every 100 would come back as a detected. So it was really minimal compared to what the national stats would be for the general public. Now we're up to, I think it's 2.5 or 2.8, um, so quite, quite a higher uh, positivity rate than we've ever seen on air travel. Um, so that could be down to the Omicron aspect of it. We also obviously do the, the HSE aspect from, from an Omicron point of view that had a huge impact as well. So we're now doing mass testing and that's why we've opened these three extra centres. So as you say, you've just recently announced the establishment of three new walk-in clinics in Swords, Shannon and Cork and in turn you're creating 120 new jobs in the process. So what type of jobs will be created here, David? 
It's a mixture of all jobs, really. I mean, our three centres that are currently um, there by the, in, inside the airports or by the airports, these are to complement them to allow for mass testing rather than um, smaller passenger testing. So the sort of staff that we're, we're bringing in, obviously, is swabbers, um, so patients, people that can actually be trained up, uh, members of the general public that can go through a specialist training course to, to allow them to, to swab in a safe manner. Um, we also have a lot of paramedics, nurses, technicians and that side of things that would work alongside of them um, from a quality point of view. We've general customer care staff, we've admin staff, we'd have um, make ready staff so that they, they, they make the split, they test up so it's uh, make it a faster aspect of it and indeed some of our online chat staff as well. So it's kind of a dull background and then there's the management team and the extra team leaders, etc. that will be mixed in with it. And of course, with the increased transmissibility of the latest variant, Omicron, do you expect that you'll need to open further walk-in clinics and facilities over the next 12 months? Yeah, I mean, we have, we have um, other areas sourced and kind of ready on standby if the requirement is required. I mean, at the moment, we feel that from a regional basis, that will be the best option um, rather than opening up a load of smaller centres. We're trying to open up the, the larger centres with the larger capacities. Um, but there's certainly three or four other areas that we have in the pipeline that um, if required, we can open. And I'm conscious of companies like Let's Get Checked and others in the market doing virtual testing. So beyond COVID-19, and hopefully that won't be too far away, what will your growth plans for RockDoc be? So that's a very good question. And we really do want to get back to um, back to whatever normal is going to be. I mean, I think the biggest thing we've learned now is that we it's here to stay for a while. We need to live, learn to live with it. And certainly from a business, learn to adapt to grow with it. Obviously, COVID has zapped all our, our, our department's energies and, and um, focuses, but we still have our other companies that we need to focus on. And there's certainly, um, from a festiment point of view, there's a few tenders that we're in for and from the GP aspect as well. So we can't lose focus that there is life after COVID. And although um, the whole thing of us assisting with the HSC now was to, to try and stop a, a lockdown and try and assist and that sort of stuff, but we, we are very aware that um, hopefully in the not-too-distant future that um, we will have a normal life again and a normal non-pandemic environment. And David, finally, I know that you're a proud Irish company. In that respect, you're also approved by Guaranteed Irish. Why is that so important for you and how do you live that? Well, from, from my point of view personally, um, as, as an Irishman, it's very important to me that um, we do have um, a presence here in Ireland, that we do employ staff that live in Ireland, um, that our suppliers, as much as possible, come from an Irish background or an Irish head office and that sort of aspect. So if we look at one of our main suppliers for our consumable items and disposable PPE would be Medgard, who will be based here um, in just off one of our headquarters there in Ashburn. You know, and we look at other companies and we try and as much as possible keep keep it local. Now, obviously, some of the manufacturing will be done uh, such as the suits and, and that sort of stuff in, 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 in faraway places. But as much as possible, from our point of view, it is important that Ireland makes a little bit of money out of COVID as well, rather than um, shipping in inferior products or indeed um, products that don't um, benefit the Irish economy, because we are very aware that a lot of businesses out there have been hit quite hard. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was David Rock from Rock Doc, and I'd like to thank David for joining us on this morning's programme. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.